A friend of mine described being stopped in Chelsea of all places by a guy driving a van who leant out the window and went, do you want to buy some loo roll? <laughs> that is actually <laughs> happening on the streets of the UK. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> Smashing Security, Episode 171, WhatsApp Hoaxes, Zoom Bombs, and 8-Bit Love, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 171. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. Hello, Carol. I'm glad you're still with us, Clue. Yeah, everything good in your world? Any problems? Oh, yeah. Anything? <laughs> no, hey, I, I, uh, I decided to go on a vacation today, so I actually went into the uh, living room before the point of time. <laughs> Uh, I've been moving knickknacks around just to kind of brighten it up, you know. Brighten it up. Give it a bit of zhuzh. And we are joined this week. Thank you so much. We've got a special guest joining us. It's returning to the show, technology journalist Jeff White. Hi, how are you doing? Well, you know. Jeff, thanks for making the time. Yeah. Well, I, you know, diary's a bit clear at the moment for some reason. My invites for people to go to the pub, they're, they're falling on deaf ears. So yeah, for some reason. Because you I'm... almost weren't able to join us, were you? Because you had some, I think you had a speaking gig lined up for this week, which for some reason has uh, fallen through. Yes. So I just find myself with this sort of expanse of time in front of me. And, and then it doesn't help people tweeting that, various historical figures you know inventors have invented amazing things with their time off you know people yes. tweeting about this stuff and putting the pressure on of like not only do i have time off in front of me but i'm now supposed to revolutionize the <laughs> king world as well yeah chop you know, chop jeff just sorting out the food cupboard took me the morning I really, you know <laughs> so i'm literally I, i'm not kidding my plan for this afternoon after this is to make mince pies because <laughs> because i've because i found some mince meat that a friend gave us a while back and i'm like Sod it. Use everything up. We've got a panettone. We don't know what we're going to do. We're going to eat the panettone. Bread and butter pudding. Bread and butter pudding. Delicious. Yes. Oh, lovely. I've heard. I've heard mm. that. Okay. Well, welcome to Carol and Jeff's cooking show. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, but, uh, uh, Jeff, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Carol, yeah. what's coming up on the show this week? Uh, first, thanks to this week's sponsor, LastPass. Its support helps us give you this show for free. Now, in today's show, Graham tells the tale of an unusual sextortion scam. Jeff tells us how the disease is spreading garbage on social media. And I'm going to tell you what the board trolls out there are up to. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, chums, no one's listening, don't worry, because no one's commuting any longer, right? So we can have a completely open conversation about huddle, things. Huddle, huddle. Right? Huddle up, right? <laughs> Maybe we should share our dirty little secrets. If we have one or two or three uh, or growth, 38. How long um, do you have? Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wait, no, nobody prepared me for this, but what's, <laughs> this is a new segment of the show. So as we described last week, the people of Italy, Spain and France, they have been given free access to a niche website uh, called Pornhub Premium in order to ease the tedium of being locked in their homes to prevent the spread I'm of sure the coronavirus. <laughs> And in fact, just a few hours before we recorded this, I had someone who uh, brought to my attention a tweet from Pornhub saying that they've actually decided to flatten the curve. So if you had a curve, they are going to help flatten it. They oh. are saying they are making Pornhub Premium free worldwide until April the 23rd. So you this no is longer... This hot off the presses, This Clue. is hot off the press. You Ooh. no longer have to install a VPN and pretend to be Italian. Everyone in the world <laughs> yeah. can apparently now... <laughs> Let the ISP know exactly what kind of porn you like. 
I got a text message from the government warning me to stay in. I mean, I didn't get a text message about this. Far exactly. I mean, yeah. come on. I, I really think if the government wants to cheer people up, this is an obvious way to do it. And people are a bit snobby about porn, aren't you, Kroll? I think... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just not, you know... Look, I, my, my argument is this. Is self-isolating really as bad as we're making out? Right, We're all having to do it at the moment. I s- oh, well, sorry, in your lofty heights up in North Oxford, maybe well, things are really pretty cozy. Surveying the ground. Yeah. You know. Imagine the people that have like eight kids. I Imagine remember. Imagine the people that are in tiny flats. I remember my teenage years and I pursued my solo pursuits in my bedroom for oh, many, God. many minutes I'm uh, without very, feeling. Jeff, I'm sorry, he's oh. losing his mind. Any <laughs> empty. Is, no, but I, th- I, th- I think it's possible to do this, right? Obviously, it's inconvenient. Obviously, it's disturbing if you're away from loved ones and if there are people you need to care for. I totally get that. And, uh, you know, I think that's a topic which is going to be There is a shortage more more on tissues, isn't there? <laughs> that was why there was the run on Bogwell. <laughs> a friend of mine described being stopped in Chelsea, of all places, by a guy driving a van who leant out the window and went, do you want to buy some loo roll? <laughs> that is actually happening on the streets of the UK. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> Can I interrupt, Graham, just for one second? Yes. I know someone who has hoarded an enormous amount of loo roll. Whoa. Do you? Well, I know a few, actually. Should I report them to anyone? Maybe mm. you should break in. Really? <laughs> Maybe you should raid it if you're after. Are you after loo paper yourself? No, no, I'm fine. I'm, uh, I'm uh, dandy on that front. What? Okay. What? That, how dandy? How uh, dandy? What? Give I, a figure I've, for dandy. I have, I have, Not al- the I have an alternative solution. Oh I have an alternative God! Alternative solution, and I don't oh, think I don't want to ask. Is it the neck of one of Her Majesty's swans? <laughs> oh God! I just think this is not a topic for radio. <laughs> no, I think we're going to have to edit out. <laughs> Let's save this it for entire... video. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Anyway, Pornhub says yeah. that there's been a big perking up of its <laughs> traffic, and you know, I, I, I'm sure some people will, as a result of this, they'll be tempted by the offer and try it out online for the first time. This may be their first experience of online porn. So if you're an online porn virgin, this may be the time when you try it, which means that if you subsequently receive an email claiming that someone knows your dirty little secret, you might well be petrified. Just imagine it, right? There are going to be people who maybe aren't that internet savvy, but have now been pushed onto the internet uh, and are using it more simply Mm -hmm. because they feel a little bit isolated and they might turn to a site like that for company. And then they receive Mm. the latest incarnation of a sextortion email. Friend of the show, Sophos's Paul Ducklin, is reporting that there is a new sextortion email doing the rounds, which has been spammed out to people, claiming to know every dirty little secret about your life. And to prove its point... I was just going to ask, good. Yeah, prove its point. The email quotes one of your passwords. Now, that's something we've seen many times before, isn't mm-hmm. it? What the scammers do is they take your password from a past breach, maybe like the LinkedIn breach from years ago, and then they quote it back at you. And that- Okay, so this is affecting people that are reusing passwords. Well, even if they're not reusing passwords, you might recognise a password which you have used in the yeah. past. It adds credibility, doesn't it, to the, uh, it to really the, does. the fish, as it were. And it isn't hard for the criminals to find out your old passwords, but it can be really 
alarming, I think, for the typical user because they just think, well, how could they possibly know anything as secret as oh, Mr. Tiddles? Okay, so they're just blanket emailing tons of people uh, mm-hmm. and they've matched it to the passwords that they've pulled off some list somewhere. Mm. That's right. And say, I know you because you use cat dog cat cat as your password. Right, yes. And therefore, aha, I know everything about you and i uh, hoping that I may be one of these Pornhub premium users or, or something Or whichever similar. site or yeah. whatever it is that you're doing similar. online. Right. Mm-hmm. Because what they're saying is, if we know your passwords, then be aware that we probably know everything else about you. In fact, in the email, they say, we know all of your passwords. We know your whereabouts, what you eat. <laughs> Not very much at the moment, quite frankly. Would you, I think it's I'd us. reply and go, what? What do I eat? <laughs> <laughs> Who you talk to. That'd be easy for, for me and you, Carol. Uh, that, there's public evidence for that. Every little thing it says you do in a day. Every little thing. Yeah. It's magic. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> I've stingwalled you, as it were. <laughs> you did. See, I just find this, I just, I find it endlessly fascinating the extent to which cyber criminals d- d- react in this kind of um, symbiotic way to movements mm. in society, you know. So Pornhub offers free porn access to the premium site for people. And, and the cyber criminals are watching this and going, oh, right, okay, so what's our next move? There's this sort of dance that goes on. Uh, you know, it's, that's, that's very clever because obviously it's uptick in poor usage potentially so you do an uptick in sextortion type emails and it's incredible entrepreneurial spirit really isn't it they, they're seeing an mm. opportunity mm. if you if you're concerned about where the economy is going to be going over the next year or so you know worry not there's plenty of imaginative people out there who are seeing opportunities and and jumping on them unfortunately it seems to be mostly the criminals at the moment who are doing it but uh, this but- is the second week in a row that you've kind of gone wow aren't these guys amazing these entrepreneurs well, They're maybe so it's time to cool. change my career, Crow. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> or maybe a new sponsor for the show. I'm just saying, you know, Mage Carter, whoever it is, have got a lot of money, you know, brought to you by, you know, the Ukrainian mobsters or the Filipino hacker groups or whatever. Come on, think outside the box. I love that you're... idea. I love that idea. So the email carries on. It says, what am I capable of doing? It asks itself rhetorically. And then it answers. She <clears throat> can't answer an email easily. It says, if I want, I could infect your whole family with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what they're saying is, if you don't pay them $4,000 in Bitcoin, they're claiming that they're going to come round. I don't know cough on you i love the meeting that these guys would have had to create this email right we've got to get coronavirus in there somewhere frank it's got to be there it's good for seo quick yes exactly but you know if you think about it it doesn't really make that much sense if these guys are saying look we're we're going to come around and we're going to infect you with coronavirus how exactly are they going to do that are they going to sneeze on you are they going to cough on you are they going to shake you by the hand and say we've got you it doesn't seem like a um, a business model which is going to actually going to work properly because obviously if they've got coronavirus There's going to be a limited amount of time. As they're coming up the hill towards me, they're going to get out of breath. I think I need to go to the hospital. I do love the idea one day of just getting a box through the post and, and it's addressed to you and you open the box up and there's just a sneeze inside it. Like, got you! Ah, gotcha. There is that website, isn't there, where you can send people, um, is it human shit or is it dog shit? There is, oh, there, there, there is, there Why is. Where do you hang out? <laughs> what is your, what is your history like? Your browser history. Dealing with new levels of boredom, but wow. Gosh. 
Postershit.com. Yeah, pretty soon it's going to be like readapoo.com. I can't yeah. remember the URL, but there there is a... I haven't ever bought anything oh, from it, Oh, here it comes. I'm not a supplier yeah. to it or oh. something like that, although that would be another <laughs> source of income, I suppose. So, um, obviously, pretty nasty threats which are going on here. But just like all the other ones where they typically say, we're going to send sexy photographs of you to your friends and family or workers, or we've taken video of you, it's all nonsense so don't pay don't reply to the message Carol don't panic obviously <laughs> I don't know if any I don't think any listener of ours would have fallen for this no but what we want Carol is we want people to spread the word right just like they can spread germs and spread viruses we need people to actually oh Christ. spread is this the, new the message post-apocalyptic way of uh, talking well, yeah, everything well, has come we, back to well, this is what we need to do because we're stuck in our homes we can now speak to our partners or our children and say oh, I've I've found an excellent podcast you know um, even though I don't get to go take the dog for a walk any longer to listen to it or go commuting maybe we can all sit down listen together and we'll learn something about being safer online mm. better remember to bleep the swear words I don't, I'm not sure this is the episode to start with dude. <laughs> what? That, was, that was all Jeff's fault to be honest <laughs> oh it fuck was, off I <laughs> know <laughs> 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 perfect Jeff, what's your story for us this week? Well, obviously, I've been getting quite interested in scammers like the ones that you've talked about, but also fake news being disseminated on social media. Because inevitably, just as you've described, the cyber criminals and the sextortionists have gone into action. The the fake news merchants have done the same. And I, I find it absolutely fascinating how this has worked. I mean, for a start, social media companies, they're going to have grown. I mean, the amount of WhatsApp traffic, the amount of Facebook traffic. I was looking around. I couldn't find very recent figures for Facebook. But I did Twitter have, have announced today some figures. They reckon quarter to date, so last three months, their monthly active users went up to 23%. No really? In way. The, yeah, yeah. And they're saying, I mean, inevitably, that's, most of that's going to be Donald Trump. coronavirus, isn't it? Or partly, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. So, so but what they're also saying, they reckon their revenue is going to go down Twitter because advertisers are reining their budgets. They don't know what to do. So on the one hand, these companies have got loads and loads of eyeballs. On the other hand, that would normally drive a huge amount of advertising, but the advertisers are pulling their necks in. So there is this interesting sort of push-me-pull-you thing. Right. And I also wonder, I mean, people may remember shortly before, you know, coronavirus took over the entire world's news, we were talking about this sort of tech lash about the criticisms of people like WhatsApp and Facebook and Twitter and, and the attempts to kind of rein in these companies. And I just wonder after this, Will those companies be able to turn around and as part of the lobbying campaign say, well, hang on, when, when you needed us, when it's an emergency, we were hugely important. Yeah. You know, there was all these WhatsApp groups for kind of local mutual aid groups and stuff mm. being set up. So I wonder how that will play into the discussion longer term. Certainly I'm not on Facebook and I don't use WhatsApp, but in my wife's uh, circle of friends, they all seem to be on it at the mm. moment and sharing mm. information. Yeah. Uh, and also other things as well. For instance, there's a chap who did some sort of exercise video. I think every morning mm. he's doing it. And all the mums at the school are doing it with their yeah. kids. And yeah. Yeah. You know what? We should put that in the show notes for our international audience. So chap it's like called a Joe U- Wicks is yeah, doing so it, isn't it? It was like oh, a yes. UK-wide PE half hour that's going every day. So it's on YouTube, so everyone can watch it. It is. I mean, it's interesting. So that in a way, because we're able to communicate over line, because social media does exist, it is slightly easier to cope with all this stuff. I mean, can you imagine doing this without the internet, trying to stay indoors for three weeks without the internet? Yeah. Quite difficult. 
But of course, as, as everything's a flip side to this, the flip side, of course, is the amount of disinformation being spread on social media and also the company's attempts to try and crack down on that. So I've had friends and colleagues who've posted stuff on Facebook that is sort of controversial, but, you know, it is true. It's fair comment. Mm. And it's been deleted by Facebook because Facebook's algorithms are going nuts. I mean, how do you interpret yeah. what's correct coronavirus information, what isn't? It's not always easy. Also, regarding that, one of the things I heard is that they're making use more of their algorithms than human intervention because, of course, they, they don't necessarily have as many people able to actually monitor and moderate mm. those sort mm. of things. So they are more reliant on the algorithms which may make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I imagine in, in a case like this, mm. yeah, the algorithms are cranked up. I mean, a human moderator has a limit to how much they can do yeah. in terms of the number of hours they can work. Obviously, an algorithm, once you've trained it, if you keep training it, you can just throw more material at it. So in a way, you've got more bandwidth you can use with your algorithmically based filterings than you can with your humans. But we'll all be, be suffering a bit with the false positives that happen. Well, exactly. So just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So normally you would you, you would try and throw as much as you could towards your human moderators. So the one I've been looking into, there's a there's a there's an audio recording that's been going around read out by a woman with a, it sounds a bit like an Australian accent, but it might also be South Africans, an Antipodean mm-hmm. twang to this lady's accent. And she reads out what she claims is information that she's got from a hospital in the Canary Islands. Hi, guys. Um, just wanted to pass on this information. It was sent to me by a colleague who uh, has a friend that works at Dr. Negrin, which is uh, the main hospital on our island Um, it's obviously in spanish so i'm just gonna read it and translate it for you Um, this is what it says the chinese now understand and she goes on to give advice about you know what you can do now some of the advice is quite sensible advice about drinking fluids and all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. some of it isn't actually that sensible advice and particularly the whole point is this is what you can do to either treat or avoid coronavirus and from that context this stuff is dangerously misleading because it talks about if you drink hot drinks you wash the virus into your stomach where the stomach acids will destroy the virus Uh, and even though i'm not a medical professional i'm pretty sure that's bollocks Um, (laughs) but if you didn't know anything it it could sound vaguely common sensey someone might go yes of course i have stomach acid i have acid reflux all the time makes perfect sense and that's the thing it's not out and out crazy like drink hydrogen peroxide or bleach or whatever to you know Mm. so it's it's not harmful advice it's not going to harm you it's just it's not going to do anything for coronavirus but what i find fascinating about this is a, it's spreading. I've had loads of friends, loads of family, loads of colleagues who've had this. And by the way, I am trying to track this. So if any listeners have heard this, get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm Jeff White 247 on Twitter. Because I'm interested in the earliest cases. The earliest example I can see was from Friday 20th of March. So last okay. Friday is, is this going to be broadcast at about three in the afternoon. Any earlier than that, let me know because I'd be really interested. I'm desperately keen to see if I can try and trace this back. Because it's not like the sort of copy and paste scams where you copy and paste the text. Right. It, yeah. It, it, somebody's record. This is a, a single recording that's come from somebody or somebody maybe voice synced it, but it's a single artifact that's spreading and spreading like wildfire. It could be just a deep fake voice. Could be, could be, but somebody's made the recording. So yeah, someone's created it. It's right. Sa- it's sa- it sounds like a, a regular voice to me when it, I heard it. Oh, I, I didn't know you were an expert in those things. Well, no, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound like... <laughs> It's, it's got, doesn't it's, sound like smashing security episode uh, like the anonymous ones we are yeah. anonymous it's, it's interesting when i listened to it you know the ums there were ums and ahs in this recording 
And it did make me think of that Google experiment where they, mm. do you remember that one where Google's AI phoned up mm. a hair salon, booked an appointment, and it had ums and ahs in the voice. Good happening, I'll see you. Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? You have anything between 10 a.m. and... Uh, because this is an audio file, mm. I think it's harder for the platforms to spot because text you can analyze fairly easily algorithmically. Video, I know YouTube have a whole thing which spots video as it comes through to spot copyright infringement. Mm. But an audio file, I, I guess there's technology out there that can listen to audio files, but, but it, it strikes me that you're far more likely to succeed spreading audio spam in a way, an audio recording spam, than you are text or video, I think. Do you, th- do you reckon? I mean, that's my sort of sense for it. There's probably been less requirement for the technology companies to block audio. Let's call yeah. it audio spam, yeah. for want of a better word. There's probably been less requirement of it, where normally yeah. it is text or it will be an image yeah. or something like that. So I think you're probably right. And what a curious thing that this whole advice was initially spread via audio as well, yeah. rather yeah. than as a JPEG. There are, it's, it's interesting. There are it, the advice she goes on to give is I think some, some like ten points of advice. Those points of advice are available as text. So people have been posting right. saying, "Okay, here's what you do. Here's the ten steps to avoid coronal treat coronavirus mm. or whatever." Mm. But the interesting thing is, I can't find any mentions of those specific points before the audio file starts. So I don't mm. think the audio file is a recording of something that already been going no. around. I think this has come from the audio file. But the other thing is two weird things about this. Number one. The stuff you've described, Graham, has a clear result. £4,000 of dollars in Bitcoin yep. for the spams. Yeah. You know, a lot of these sites that get set up, it's like click to subscribe to our newsletter so we can give you updates, you know, important health updates. And then they get the email address, you know. With this, I can't see any gain or benefit. I can't see any results. It's, they're not asking you for money. There's no... It, it's, it's disruption, so though. It's causing disruption. Uh, it exactly so, but but the only motivation I can see for doing that is is just the causing of disruption itself, which in a way makes it even more evil. Like if you're making money, fine, but if you're just doing this just to spread for no other purpose, just to spread disinformation. I'm not as much of a conspiracy theorist about this kind of thing. I think it's more likely that it's just someone speaking nonsense, thinking that they're helping people. And it may have been that initially they made a video and the social networks were blocking the video, maybe even, you know, took it off YouTube or whatever. But someone who liked it mm. made an audio recording of it and thought, we'll share this because mm. the social networks may not block it, but they were blocking the video. I wonder if something Plausible. like that. So, so, so it could have be, just been someone who thought, I've got some really good tips for people and they're just completely and utterly misguided or at least partially misguided with some of those tips. There's, there's two things I'd say to that in response. The idea that this is somebody just sort of, you know, putting out what they think is some advice. Well, what the audio recording says is that they've had information from inside a hospital in the Canary Islands. So whoever's recorded this isn't just saying, well, here's what I think. They're claiming to have got health advice. And obviously it's not, the, the no hospital in the world is giving out the advice that they're giving. So it's somebody who's deliberately trying to give this the, the veneer of respectability and credibility. Mm-hmm. So that's, I do think that's quite a cynical attempt to kind of get this out there. Mm. Secondly, the idea that this was a video first and then got taken down and made an audio file, I can't find... I mean, literally, this thing explodes on the 21st of March, Saturday, 21st of March. I think it started in the days before, but I can find 
hide nor hair, not a video mention, not an audio mention, not a text mention before those dates. It really takes off, I think, from Friday the 20th. Well, okay, we've got 20, 25,000 people who are going to listen to this podcast over Mm. the next couple of weeks. We could, as they've got nothing else to do, quite frankly. (laughs) If you've got any information at all about this, about this audio file, we want you to contact, well, either us or please contact Jeff directly on Twitter at Jeff white 247 Thank you. and uh, tell him what you know yes. what you've seen. make sure he answers you right away because he claims to work 24 <laughs> 7 <laughs> i never sleep <laughs> so anyway no I, I just find it as i say i find it fascinating it feels it feels very different and I, i'm just intrigued to see how far i can track this one back mm. crow what have you got for us this week well i wanted to ask jeff before i started my story a question is there a public figure or a persona that you really loathe? Like, it doesn't even have to be for a serious reason, but someone you just can't stand. Piers <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> I know I just, that, I, I know it's a classic one, but I do... Michael Gove just winds me Oh, up. yes. Just oh. Michael Gove. I just, yes, he has a little... Yeah, Weasley little... Okay. I, seriously, I did once comb Michael Gove's hair. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to circle back on that in the story later on. Okay, so um, so it turns out that not everyone is feeling the pinch, right? Actually, it's not really a pinch that most of us are feeling. It's more like a steel toe boot <laughs> kick in the proverbial ball sack. Uh, but, is um, your ball, ball sack proverbial, Crow? <laughs> very much so. Um, however, some people are quids in. Zoom, the video conferencing app, is one of these guys. Oh, yeah. On Sunday, nearly 600,000 people downloaded the app. It's biggest day ever. Wow. And this is all because of the outbreak. Zoom has added 2.2 million new users this year. That's more in three months than that they added in all of 2019. Wow. So Zoom, just for those that don't know, Zoom is like any video conferencing chat app. But I think what makes it special is it lets you connect with a much bigger group, like 20, 30, 100, something like that. You guys must have used it. Oh, really? You can conference with up to 100 people on Zoom? I think so, yeah. That Mm. sounds hellish. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's why it's really good for like big classrooms. So classrooms are using it and meetings Ah. are using it because lots of people can get on and use it at the same time. Right. So last night uh, was our uh, monthly book class club, right? Which was our very first digital meeting. Mm. My other half set up Zoom for the group. Most of the group is an, you know, of an older generation. And most of them have used Zoom before, but nothing else. So we thought that was the easiest thing to do. But gee, it was like a comedy sketch, right? It took like 10 minutes to get all the tech going. And it's like, they're leaning into the pictures. And it's like, hello, hello, hi, Frank, hi, and all this. And then at one point, one of our more sprightly seven-year-old members inadvertently turned on screen sharing. So we were all just insane. Can you hear me in East Oxford? (laughs) Did you guys read about the priest who streamed his sermon in Italy, but actually turned on the cutesy wootsy filters without noticing. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Look, I sent a link. I sent a link. Check it. Check Hang it. On. It's in the. It's in the file. <laughs> oh, for goodness' sake! I can't believe this. <laughs> She's Rick rolled us. <laughs> okay, no, I just I had to get it in somewhere. Man. It's been a while. Okay, here's the real link. Here's the real link. There you go. So, so juvenile. The priest is trying to set up the monitor, and he's trying to get the angle right. And uh, he thinks he's got it. Oh, there's some... Right. So, yes, there's sort of... uh, There's like snow and things, which... 
and sparkles. But just wait till he oh, pulls back. <laughs> he appears to have some sort of mafiosa hat on now and dark glasses. That's oh, yeah, uh, quite good priest. for an Italian priest. <laughs> So we're all kind of getting, trying to get around this, right? Figuring out how to do all this remote conferencing. Yes. And with overnight success, like Zoom is experiencing, comes a few not so welcome things. One is the tech support nightmare that they must be facing. Well, I can just see from my book club mm. that, you know, <laughs> that the yeah. number of people that needed support. So I'm sure whilst they ramp up sales at a huge, uh, you know, incline, they're probably behind on the tech support. And that must lead to lots of frustration for people. <laughs> but the other problem that they face is online wise asses. Why dasses? Huh? Why dasses? What are you talking about? Online wise asses. Sorry, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I wasn't familiar with your vernacular. <laughs> right. It's only been <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> I think it's arse in the UK. Wise arse. <laughs> yes. So these online wise asses, perhaps bored, trapped with a very powerful computer, and they've already found a way to disrupt all this remote working. And it's called Zoom bombing. What? It's a great name, right? <laughs> Whoever comes up with this name, it has to be good because, you know, it's going to help people share it if they like the name. Zoom bombing. So Zoom bombing. So, okay, let's imagine you two are having a digital tea party, okay, complete with Bakewell <laughs> tarts. And what's that oh. pink and yellow checkerboard cake thingy? Battenberg. Battenberg. King of cake. Oh, right? Lovely. Yeah, king yes. of cake. Okay, so you guys are sitting there with your tea and your cakes, right? And you're complimenting each other's sense of style, and suddenly Pierce Morgan and Michael Gove <laughs> <laughs> drop in on the call uninvited. Oh, my God, that would be horrific. <laughs> no, you'd probably spill tea everywhere. Oh, I'd vomit. <laughs> well, now, if, if Piers or Michael Gove were actually like the trolls that have been disrupting Zoom's smooth ride to the top heights of the App Store, they would probably have interrupted your virtual tea party and project graphic content to all the participants. So on Tuesday, Chipotle... The company was forced to end a public Zoom chat after one participant began broadcasting porn to hundreds of attendees. Oh, so they, do they, they, join, they join Zoom chats that are kind of open to the public, so kind of anybody can sort of... Yes, because look, this is a public Zoom chat, right? So the idea that public can come in and ask questions to the musician and mm. ask Chipotle about their brand new sandwich and whatever. Brand <laughs> I'll show you a sandwich. <laughs> It's a foot long. <laughs> Is that a baguette or are you pleased to see me? Yes. No, man. Uh, we... <laughs> Sorry. Stop it. Right. Behave, behave. Crow's trying to tell a story here. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Chipotle are not the only people who have suffered this. Kara Swisher of popular tech pod Recode and Jessica Lessons were hosting a Zoom event focused on the challenges of women tech founders. And they were forced to abruptly end the event after just 15 minutes of conversation because the participant began broadcasting two girls, one cup. Oh, God. I don't know. Maybe one of you guys can explain what that is to our audience. I've never seen it. I haven't either. I've, no. I've heard of it. I, I, 
I've, I've read descriptions of it. It's not, yes. not fun. Let's just say it comes back to our poop theme, shall we? That's you all I'm you don't say. get that in Chipotle. That's all I'll say. That's not, <laughs> no matter how few cups they have, you, you'll never... Oh, wow. But it's interesting. I mean, basically what you're doing is you're setting up a kind of a... Kind of community-driven... Chat. Yeah. So inevitably, if you just make it available to everybody, you've got to have somebody sort of monitoring each person's input Yes. To it. Yep. Of course. Um, you, can't, you can't let the great unwashed public loose on no, the internet no. because they're going to cause this kind of exactly. mischief, aren't they? So all the 14-year-old boys are going to think, oh, I know what would be really fun. You know, so they tried to kick the person out, right, in a lot right. of these cases. Mm. But attempts to block the attack were thwarted because they would just simply re-enter under a new yeah. name. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then share, you know, more gross clips. And these hosts in all these instances that I read about had to end the call. So you can't block, you can't block by IP address on Zoom, presumably, or... Yeah. So I wanted to like, how, why is this happening? Right. So I was like, oh, it's a public call. Okay. So mm. there's this default settings that allow any meeting participant to share their screen without permission from the events host. Mm. That is a big problem. I think, you know, surely you should have the event host mm. person say, yes, I approve. You know, Piers Morgan, you can show whatever you want to show us. Or maybe what they, maybe what they should have is some way of people registering a user account with Zoom. But you can only actually share your screen after you've had an account for an hour or something like that, or a couple of days. Yes, that would. Yes, that's a, that's a nice way around it. You just delay the joy. Yeah, it's slightly inconvenient if you, you know if it's the first time and you wanted to join a conversation, but it, it's not you know disastrous. The one we were doing the other day, so we had a multiple Zoom thing, and, and there was mm-hmm. my picture of myself was in the middle, in the large frame, and then there were tiny little frames across the top of the other people. In order to have somebody share their screen and, and have it be the main picture, as it were, I, I don't understand who controls that. Surely somebody can't just go, well, I want to be the, the main picture that everybody sees. Do you see what I mean? They start playing like heavy trash metal. <laughs> Why? They start being the main event. Yeah, but if you've got 100 people on the call crawl, there's going to be more than one person talking, surely. It, these calls must be chaos. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to tell people how they can keep gatecrashers out of their party. Don't you can set up your Zoom to not allow any audience member to join the meeting before you do the host. Mm. Right? So you in Zoom there's an option called join before host. Just make sure that's not on. Enable play sound when participants join or leave. It does create more noise, but it also could you alert you to the arrival of trolls. Mm-hmm. And this is a good one is disable file transfer and disable desktop screen share for users. So that means your audience that come in can listen and see what you do, but they can't take over the screen. So like you were saying earlier. Yes, that's a good idea. Yes, that seems to be a key button to press that one, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ah, so maybe only their webcam gets is visible, but they can't share whatever porn mm. they've, they've got on their mm. website or something like that. I mean, that that would be... Helpful, you could just you could just hold up your mobile phone to your webcam with stuff on your mobile phone. I suppose that's gross on it. I mean, that is, that is a feasible workaround. Not that I'm trying to advise trolls on how you can work around this or anything. But yes, you've thought about <laughs> this, Jeff. Good. <laughs> and the last thing is to disable allow removed participants to rejoin. So booted out mm. attendees can't slip back in. But again, they just can get a new username. Anyways, using Zoom is good, but be wary. Everyone else is jumping on the Zoom bad wagon, so don't expect excellent tech support for a while. And make sure you set it up properly if you're going to use it so you don't get Zoom bombed. It's not just Zoom, actually, because, of course, there's lots of students at the moment working from home. My lad is uh, 
beavering away, allegedly, at his classwork on Google Classroom and also Zoom. Apparently, students are actually giving bad reviews to a lot of these apps which are used for homeschooling in the hope of disrupting their own homework. <laughs> so what they're, they're giving bad reviews on the app stores because they think if they give enough bad reviews to Zoom and Google <laughs> Classroom and others, they'll get kicked out of the app stores by the algorithm. So if you look right now in the app stores at some of these apps, they've all suddenly got this slew of one-star <laughs> reviews <laughs> from all the kids who are fed up with them. That's just delicious. So many of us now are realizing that moving to a fully work-from-home environment isn't always easy. But LastPass is here to make that transition easier, all without decreasing security. LastPass ensures your employees have secure access to their work applications and provides remote employees the ability to securely share passwords across teams in order to stay on top of critical projects. If you want to learn more, visit lastpass.com forward slash smashing on with the show and welcome back and you join us on our favorite part of the show the part of the show that we like to call pick of the week pick of the week pick of the week pick of the week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like could be a funny story a book that they've read a tv show a movie a record a podcast a website or an app whatever they wish doesn't have to be security related necessarily should not be. <laughs> well, my pick of the week this week is not security related because I reckon that you need some entertainment while you are quarantined. And if the niche websites, which we've mentioned in today's episode, aren't quite good enough for you, then maybe you should go to the Internet Archive because they have a collection of around about 7,000 classic MS-DOS games from the era before <laughs> Windows, and you can play them inside your browser. Oh, cool. Oh. I'm going to guess your game's there. That's why we're bringing this up, isn't it? Well, actually, Carol... <laughs> Have you got a game, Graham? What's that? <laughs> I did, oh, did I never mention it? Uh, I, I did used to write computer games back when I was a student. And so I did find SimCity. I didn't write that one. I found the likes of Xenon 2 Mega Blast, which I have to say emulated is just as good as Xenon 2 Mega Blast is. Leisure Suit Larry is just as rubbish. But I also did search for uh, some of my games. Uh, there's, there's one or two of them up there. If you were to look for the game Humbug, if you like a classic text adventure game. Um, that you still mail out the maps if they give you $10. No, no, no. You can't, you can't write to me any longer. It's all been released into the public domain now. But uh, go and check out Humbug. Anyway, it's really fun. And if you want to show kids... Uh, how rubbish games used to be. They'll think they're rubbish. They're actually not rubbish. These are brilliant games, but you might be surprised. How could they think it's rubbish when they play, what's that thing they play? Minecraft. Minecraft, Fortnite, all those sort of things. Overwatch, mm. yeah, they play all of those, don't they? But, you know, a lot of these games actually have incredible playability. For your generation? For my generation, yes. For the over 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll enjoy it. So I'll put a link in the show notes to this fabulous collection of old MS-DOS games. Excellent. Jeff, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is a book, a printed matter book. Ooh. I've got a stack of books, actually, that my wife's got me that I'm making my way through very slowly. <laughs> this is called A New Map of Wonders. It's by a guy called Casper Henderson. And it's a book about wonder. And, and it, a lot of it's about sort of science and nature and physics and chemistry and biology wonder. 
I hated this book at first because mm. the intro is, is all about, oh, what, you know, wonder, what a wonderful world we live in. And we've forgotten a, a wonder. And <laughs> I just thought, oh, well, it's just bollocks. But <laughs> then I started reading it and it has the most amazing stuff in it, which obviously to scientists is going to be old news. But to me, it was revelatory. And then just one bit I'm just going to talk about, which is just, this is totally astonishing. So you may or may not know that your muscles are powered by a thing called ATP. No, I didn't know that, no. This is adenosine triphosphate. Oh, yes, I knew that. Yes, so, yes, yes. so ATP I wasn't familiar <laughs> with, yes. When your muscles contract, they have to attach to each other to contract. The muscle strands attach. And to attach, they have to bind using a, a phosphate molecule. Okay. So adenosine triphosphate is the thing they use for this. And obviously, they lose a phosphate molecule, so it becomes adenosine diphosphate, ADP. Mm-hmm. So to keep your muscles working, somehow you've got to take ADP and add a phosphate molecule to, to, to re- replenish your energy. How you do this mm. is inside your cells, you have mitochondria, which is the bit of your cell that, that does mm. the energy producing. Inside the mitochondria is a water wheel. Not like I'm not using that as, a, as an analogy or a metaphor. According to this book, there is a literal biologically built mechanical water wheel Ooh. in the cell. <laughs> protons, protons fall through a hole above the mechanical water wheel and they turn the wheel. At the other end of the wheel is another wheel that picks up a phosphate molecule, smooshes it together with ADP, diphosphate, two phosphates, to create ATP, triphosphates. And that is happening. Okay, so here's the figures. You have, um, guess how many mitochondria you've got inside you, first of all. Have a guess. A gazillion. No, come on. That's not even a number. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. 30,000. Oh, God, what? No, higher than that. A hundred thousand, a million. Higher. <laughs> this is, what are you, Bruce Forsyth? Play your cards right. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> a billion, billion, billion. It's close. It's a quadrillion. It's a thousand trillion mitochondria that you have inside your body right now. So I was right the first time. That is two <laughs> football fields. And those little protons that I talked about that go Hang through on, the Hang on, what do you mean it's two football fields? What does that mean? Well, if, you, if you, it's a surface area of two foot. So if you unfolded them all out and, and put them side by side, flat. See, that, so that's why some of us are more robustly shaped than others, because we have more mitochondria. It's true, you're bulging with mitochondria. <laughs> that's my issue. <laughs> the, <laughs> those protons that, that power the water wheel. You've got a billion quadrillion of those. I thought I was just big boned. In fact, it's all water wheels. You see, this is what lock-in does to people, right? You, it lets you really dive into the things that entertain I you I think most. this is cool. So it's A New Map of Wonders by Casper Henderson, and you've got this in the in the crazy format of a genuine paper book. Yes, I literally thumbed through it with my, my actual physical fingers. Well, I was just thinking, you know, fuck you, Jeff, because we can actually <laughs> order stuff now that's non-essential. I don't think this counts. So uh, we'll no, I think Amazon will bring pretty much anything to you still. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Just because it can doesn't mean it should. Crow, please take us away from here. What's your pick of the week? We've been playing this game. This is what we've been doing for fun of an evening, being trapped indoors for many, many days. So here you go. There is a link. I want you to guess that song. It's 8-bit. It's 8-bit, So you yes. get to play, you get to play the 8-bit Guess That Song game. It's, it's Revolution a, by the Beatles. Yes. And it's, 
Okay, so if you go to their playlist. So this is a YouTube channel, 8-Bit Universe. Yeah, 8-Bit Universe, YouTube channel. Wow. If you go to their playlist, they have their first one. is like 8-Bit Without Vocals, which is the one that I think is the one you should play. And they have like 2,000 <laughs> songs, and you just can race through those. And there's stuff for everybody. So how are these made? Is it that someone has programmed them, or do they have some mm-hmm. program which takes a piece of music, uh, or maybe the MIDI of the music, and then makes it a bit retro style. I imagine considering how many they have here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a lot of subscribers as well. Right. But uh, they have 2,700 songs just in this one playlist. Oh, they've got a huge huge playlist, haven't they? Oh, this is brilliant. This is good. Yeah, this is is the rest of the week for me. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. You are welcome, Jeff. Listeners, you are welcome. The link is in the show notes. This is a YouTube channel by 8-Bit Universe. Check out Play That Game. Guess that song. And on that note, it just about wraps it up. Jeff, I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online. What is the best way for folks to do that or indeed to tell you about that WhatsApp bizarre message spreading around? Yes, the audio message, the Dr. Negrin hoax. Um, I am Jeff White, 247. Jeff with a G, white like the colour and then the numbers 247 on Twitter that's the best way cool and you can follow us on Twitter at smash insecurity no G Twitter wouldn't allow us to have a G and you can also join our Reddit subreddit uh, just search for smash insecurity up there mega mega thank you guys for listening to us and supporting us especially during a viral pandemic <laughs> huge huge thank you as well to this week's smashing security sponsored last pass it is continued support like this that helps us give you this show for free check out smashingsecurity.com for past episodes sponsorship details and information on how to get in touch with us until next time cheerio bye bye your houses no one's coming over are you leaving your, your your gross old pants on the floor and no one cares or are you kind Who's of wearing pants up? we're working from home <laughs> oh god the image the image <laughs>